Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. Hello, this is Marianne McGuire of Let Go and Know. It's lovely to be with you. So I followed my intuition on what I'd talk about for this episode, and I was guided to talk about conscious parenting with a view to giving tips to those who are around children. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be a parent. And it's funny because I was kind of reluctant a bit. I questioned it. Of course, I always follow my intuition, you know, but I questioned it because I didn't want it at all to come across like there's one way to do it, because of course there isn't one way to do it. And we all know that. And I always want to be respectful of people and how they live and the choices they make, because we're all doing our best with what we have. But I do think that we can all agree, especially if you're choosing to listen to something to do with conscious living, that when love is in the background, when love is the foundation for what we do with children, then that's the right path, so to speak. So... I could speak about this for hours. It's such a multifaceted subject. And the first thing that came to me was about the importance of allowing the child's emotions to flow, to flow naturally. It's very important because with the best of intentions, sometimes the parents can stop the natural flow of emotion. I'm just talking about unusual circumstances now. I've always allowed my little ones to express their emotions. If they feel like crying, I let them and I let them cry it out. This leads to a healthy nervous system. So often you'll hear a parent saying, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry to their child. They're doing their best. It's totally understandable. And it's usually because the parent doesn't want to have to feel what's happening. You know, it's difficult when when someone you love is hurting and it's painful to witness your child being upset. But if you realize, this is, this is really huge, if you realize that there's a flow to it and that all you have to do is support them and love them as it comes up and out, then you'll see for yourself when this is allowed. It's as if it never happened and the child just gets on with whatever it wants. It's such a relief when you realize this. It, and it could be something very obvious to say, but when it's squashed because the parent or the child minder, minder doesn't want to witness what's going on or doesn't want to see the child upset, a blockage is formed. I mean, the energy is literally flowing out of their system when it's allowed to. And when they're not allowed to express or cry or so on, it becomes stuck in their system and it can result in problems later on. I mean, I really hope the nonsense conditioning of, for example, boys don't cry is coming to an end now. It's not healthy to repress normal emotions up and out and they either clear or become integrated. So it's a natural flow and we can just be there with them. Don't diminish it or attempt to make them feel better. You know the way you hear, oh, it's nothing, it's nothing, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. And there's this kind of putting down. As I say, I'm not judging it. It's totally understandable. But if we just respect what the child is going through and validate it, acknowledge it, because it is a really big deal for them, even if it's not for us. So just love them through it. So some other points I feel are very important and have a big impact on children in their formative years are to do with mistakes. I feel that making mistakes is good. It's a good thing. 
anytime my little ones get something wrong, say for example in homework, I say, great, now you know. Mistakes are a wonderful way to learn. So you just learn and move on quickly. It's so light to do this and they just feel no pressure. It encourages a natural flow. So just let them know that that's how they learn. And then there's no shame. I mean, speaking of shame, I wouldn't even use the word in front of them, to be honest. Shame is a very low vibration. It's a very low state to be in. And words are hugely important. It would make a huge difference if people were more aware of the words they used in front of children. So, for example, instead of saying, you're a naughty boy, what we could say is, you're a very good boy. That was a naughty thing you just did. Next time, X, Y, Z. You know, you can guide them to perhaps a better choice next time. So you're detaching the behavior from the child so they don't take it on board, whatever the judgment is. Oh, I'm a naughty boy. Because children will reflect back to you what thoughts you have and your actions and choices about them. Up to the age of seven, children are in a theta brainwave state and absorb everything without filters. So messages or beliefs they get from their parents, society, teachers, friends, and so on. So it's crucial to be conscious of the words that we use and the energy that we have when we're around them. So for example, when a parent says, you can't do that, you're so irresponsible, you never do anything right. The child will absorb that and reflect that belief back to the parent and start to live their life that way. And conversely, when a parent says, you're so kind and funny and creative, I love being around you, or whatever it is, your child will absorb and reflect that. And it's not even conscious on their part necessarily. So it's so important to say, you have capacities within you. Do what you enjoy. And they'll blossom into that belief and draw these capacities out. So words and thoughts directed towards the child are much more important and impactful than most realize. And another thing I'd mention in that area, don't just praise the child for academic achievement, but also for other things like you're so kind, you're so funny, oh, I love your picture, you know, praise their creativity. For example, my little ones have these, you know, when they're younger and they have to do drawing within the lines or they get given out to by the teacher, but you know, if they don't. So I explained to them that these drawings, when you have to keep inside the lines, I explained that it's an exercise to help with focus and that of course they can do whatever they want when they're drawing their own picture, just in case they think that they have to restrict themselves all of the time and, you know, live that way in the future. I better live this way, live within the lines. So I balance it out by reassuring them that they can express themselves freely as well. So talking about the importance of words, I also just want to quickly mention a tip about money here. So I have never used the words, I can't afford it in front of my children, even though in the past, I wouldn't have been able to afford certain things, particularly hard time I went through is when I started, you know, I bought a herd of forgotten horses and uh, 
kind of accidentally found myself setting up a sanctuary as you do and that tends to empty your wallet pretty quickly believe me so I went through you know kind of a long spell of it being really tight so even when I had very little money I would still never say to them I can't afford that because I didn't want to condition them into lack so I remember just quietly saying if they spoke about money or they just mentioned about money whatever it was you'll always have money and there's more where that came from I just didn't make a big deal out of it I just very quietly within their earshot when they were small so it's not really conscious but the belief is being formed I remember mentioning those two things you'll always have money there's more where that came from and so that's forming their belief because sometimes it's difficult if people are going through tough times you know how they speak to their children I have so much compassion uh, for that situation because I would have been conditioned not to ever dare ask for anything because I looking back on it I never wanted to be a burden so I grew up and for years I didn't know what I wanted because it wasn't allowed nothing was allowed so I'm very aware of conditioning around all subjects but you know money as well so just a little tip don't condition your children into lack even if you are going through something tough it's not necessary you'll be giving them a very big gift by doing this and I say that with compassion I really do I really do so I'd also say it's very very important to be present with children I mean they don't really need expensive stuff they would much prefer your attention that's it your loving attention I mean, obviously, you know, you can get them the stuff, but balance, really balance. And I'm not saying you listening to this, I'm just saying in general, one. So to sit with them and do something simple, and I know you know this, like playing cards, colouring in, nothing spectacular. It doesn't have to be something spectacularly interesting, but it's the sitting down and just listening to them talk about what's going on for them. And the thing is, we benefit too from this because it always feels so good to be present. It always feels so good to occupy the present moment. And you're giving your children such a huge gift when you share your loving attention with them. And again, you know, I've referenced back to my own childhood. I know the importance of it because I never had time with my parents. I can't, when I look back, I just can't think of any. It was more like a Victorian childhood. God, I remember about age 12 or so, and we were asked in school to write about the happiest day of our life. I remember I wrote that it was going for a walk with my mother. That was it. Like I genuinely felt that was it. Because we were on our own. It was just her and me. And it had never happened before. And she didn't even say anything necessarily that I remember. It was just a, you know, a quiet stroll. And it lasted about half an hour, as I recall. But that was it. It meant so much to me. So the importance of just when we can to be present with our children. It's a huge gift for both the child and the parent or the caregiver. It really is. So another point I want to mention. I have so many points. There, there are so many. I could really do a very long program on this. It's so close to my heart. I adore children so much. And obviously, you know, they're the future. But I mean, apart from that. They're so special and it's such a privilege to be able to raise them. 
and I'm fully aware of the fact that we're doing our best with what we have and we you know we will not do it perfectly but just a few tips can come in handy I feel so another point I want to mention give them power give them power when you can I mean they're small and dependent on their caregivers so I feel it's really important for their self-esteem to give them power so just for example just ask their opinion on something and then when they give their opinion say that's a really great idea thank you so much i'm gonna i'm gonna implement that and you'll see their little faces light up because you're treating them with respect you're treating them as an equal so to speak do you know what i mean because sometimes people patronize them so you can just ask how do you think we could sort this out include them include them in whatever it is and they love it they love it little things like that just giving them a bit of power it's huge because they're a soul on this journey just like the adult looking after them they're infinite and eternal and magnificent so it's so important to speak to them with respect and not in a patronizing way and give them as much power where appropriate as possible and i'd like to add it's so important to set up rules and boundaries too it is wonderful to be friends with your children and we have to be the parent. We have to be in the adult role as well and set up rules and boundaries. Uh, there's a difference between punishment and discipline. And they will really appreciate the setting of boundaries later in life. It makes the child feel more secure. I, I just explain everything to mine. When I'm disciplining them, I explain everything. It gets a bit exhausting, I admit. But I just... I explain it so they know. I just think it's respectful and I don't punish. I don't like that word. I think it's such an archaic word. It's discipline, giving them rules and boundaries and letting them know, you know, this is for your own safety. This is for your well-being. Because if they don't know, then when they're a bit older, they can't logically figure it out. So it's just a question of, of being respectful with them. And to touch on ego for a moment, I would love to see parents focus on what's right more and stay away from judgment many parents unfortunately revel in telling their children how wrong they are just because they're expressing an opinion that perhaps doesn't line up with their own so focusing on what's right about a situation or the child's actions is very important for self-esteem and also saying sorry if you make a mistake Parents can often feel that they have to act in a perfect way or they look too vulnerable in front of their children. And I really think it's best to say sorry if you make a mistake. I think it's very respectful to the child and I think they appreciate it. And another point, show by example. Let them witness an adult who is true to themselves and related to this, what's so important for you to be able to do this, Part of being able to give your best to your children is to look after yourself. Otherwise, you'll feel depleted and you just won't be able to give your attention to them. I mean, I went through this. I went through this in the beginning. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I did it the wrong way. I was, you know, when they're small and I was breastfeeding and the total focus, total focus was on them. It was just, it wasn't balanced. I'd say there was a healthy dose of hormone action in there as well, because, you know, that's the, the biology of it. But 
if there are any new mothers listening, I really would say, you know, don't do it that way. Give time to yourself, you know, when your baby is sleeping. Take some time for yourself. Don't just scoff at that and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very important to take time for yourself, even if it's going out. Going outside in nature, putting your bare feet on the ground, closing your eyes, breathing deeply. You know, whatever it is. I have another technique that's so, so important. I'll mention that in a minute. So a tip. As I said, I found it difficult in the beginning to juggle being a mother with working on my business. This is a small point, but it's absolutely crucial. What changed this was just one decision. And that was when you're with your children, be with them totally. So in my case, I wouldn't allow my mind to wander to what I had to do in my business that day. I shifted my focus totally present with my children. And then as well, when I was working, I was focused on work. So I wouldn't let my mind wander to, oh, I need to buy swimwear for them or, oh, I must do that. Or no, 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 focus on work and then shut the door and leave work behind the closed door. Don't let your mind wander. That's really, really very important. And that kind of changed everything for me as a practical tip because I was just feeling, oh God, no, I'm thinking about them all the time when I'm, I mean, it's okay to stop and have a loving thought, but you know what I mean? I'm talking about the practicalities of it all. And then when I'm with them, no, 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 not allowed. It's okay. We'll get to that for this period of time, totally present with my children. So I really recommend that. I think it's very important. And another tip I'd like to share, talk to other parents, talk to other parents, because then it's such a relief to realize, oh, it's not just me. It's not just me going through this, whatever it is, because we're all in the same boat, really. We're all doing our best and things come up. It's just so important to talk to other parents. And what I mentioned before that I said I'd refer to again, it's hugely important to take time. As I said, I know it's difficult, but the ramifications of it are enormous to go within and listen to your own child within because it'll get too much if you don't. It'll build up and up and up and you'll feel overwhelmed no matter what stage they're at, be it when they're babies or when they're teenagers or grown up. If you allow it to build up, it gets just too difficult and it's no fun at all. So when you feel that contracted feeling, again, just go off somewhere where you won't be disturbed. Close your eyes, maybe put your hand on your heart, go within, acknowledge what's happening. Acknowledge that you feel this way. Allow yourself to have a good cry if you need to. Let your emotions flow. I was talking about the child earlier. What about you? You have to do it too. You have to acknowledge that part of you that's hurting or in fear or concerned about something, you know, whatever it may be, and let that emotion come up and out. Let that resistance, that contracted energy, that stuck energy perhaps, up and out. And this is a beautiful, effective, beautifully effective way of nourishing yourself to listen to yourself, to become aware and listen to yourself, listen to your own child within, because then you can live your life in a much lighter way, lighter and happier. And I know this works. I put this into a practice. I was guided to put this into a practice, becoming aware, listening practice. And 
when you do this, it's life-changing in a very subtle way. It's not rah-rah-rah, you know, in a very, oh God, subtle, beautiful way. Because finally, 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 you are placing your loving attention within, on yourself, rather than perhaps looking outside of yourself for fulfillment. It's absolutely huge. It's fundamental. So that's why I wanted to add that too. Because when you feel fulfilled, you're such a better parent. You're such a better caregiver. It was absolutely lovely being with you. I hope you found that useful and can take some tips to make your life easier and lighter and happier. And if you want any more information, you can pop over to letgoandknow.com. So until next time, much love. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.